Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings, Social Studies. Brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Nine o'clock, Monday morning. Time to hit some social studies as we go to Bickley underscore Murata at Bickley underscore Murata on X. Here to take us through it, Sarah Cazell. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. Welcome into social studies. Um, we're on the internet. We are on Twitter slash X at Bickley underscore Murata. We are also on Instagram at Bickley and Murata. Thanks to all who have followed us. Um, maybe we'll drop a fun little uh, Instagram story for you with um, some contraband around us just for the entertainment. Isn't that right? Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Goodness gracious. Oops. Whoops. 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 I mean, it's happened to all of us, hasn't it? Yeah. No, it hasn't. Okay, let's start with the Phoenix Suns. They- Pass the crack. <laughs> they beat the Lakers yesterday, but they lost to the Rockets on Friday. We are asking which result from the weekend is more significant to you and why? Um, I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. Say it. Say it. The loss over the weekend uh, on Friday is more significant. And why is that? Because it exposed warts. I, mean, it, I ran out of time. I wanted to ask because Eddie hit on it, and and look, I I introduced the interview with Eddie saying to beat the Lakers, it's a good day. But he immediately went back to, hey, they should be. You know, love to say they're on a three-game yeah. winning streak right now. So um, to be a serious contender, you especially the Houston game, like Dallas. Dallas right. is Dallas, and Dallas seems to be in the heads a little bit of the of the Suns. If you want to really examine it, mm-hmm. um, they had a chance on Friday to, to erase that, and they didn't do it. I, I tend to agree with Vinny. I, I think that that game at that stage in the season, given everything the team has been through, to have a commanding lead in that game the way they do, if if you're really going to be that team, you gotta you got to know uh, how and when to step on the throats of a team like that. So yeah. I, I'm going to, yeah, I, I, I can see... I can make an argument for the latter, but but my my gut tells me that that's right. It's the loss to the Rockets that's more significant. Mm-hmm. It's close for our listeners as well, but they also voted that the loss to the Rockets was more significant than the win over the Lakers. Fifty five percent say the loss to the Rockets was more significant. Uh, let's get to our listener responses. Persevering seeker of truth says, if you are a championship caliber team, you don't lose to the Rockets. Period. Brian likes the Suns' win over the Lakers. He says that helps them remain ahead of the Lakers in the playoff standings. Oren Keen says casuals will say the loss to the Rockets was more significant because it's the Rockets. Unaware of how the Rockets were a top five defense much of the year so far with speed, youth, and athleticism, it's like losing to the Thunder last year. They're probably going to be a top six team next year, but now we need back-to-back wins. Oh, casuals we are. Okay. Yeah, he called you guys casuals. All right. Uh, and then last Thanks, one. Thanks, Zach Lowe, for responding to uh, <laughs> social <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Okay, how about this one from Brian? He says the Suns' win over the Lakers was more significant from over the weekend. Easy, because 
Nothing is better than watching dumb bleep Lakers fans leave with their four pounds of fake gold around their neck. Go back to L.A. Oh, never mind. You never lived there. Fantastic. Also, you don't need 31 sprays of fake Versace before a game. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Damn. Wow. Listen, who's responsible I, for I, that gold? Right. Brian, we love gold. Uh, listen, and, and given the fact that the Diamondbacks just spanked the Dodgers in the playoffs, and given the fact that the Suns have had the Lakers number more often than not in recent years, it's a wonderful, wonderful little turn. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Bull Bull has made a wonderful little turn this season, yeah. wouldn't you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That leads us to our next question. A uh, ridiculous question, well, but that's okay. No, it's a thinker. I need you to really okay, think about this, gotcha. okay? okay? The question is, Bull Bull, mm-hmm. and your four options to vote on are Bull. Bull Bull. Bull Bull Bull. Bull 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 Bull. So which one are you going with? Yeah, again, that's... It's a tight race right now in the oh, voting, sure so your, your vote matters here. I think the more bulls, the better, no? Bull 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 Bull? I'm going with Bull Bull. The original. Just Bull Bull. Just Bull Just Bull, 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 too, yeah. With the exclamation point. Okay. That's the man's name. I like it just the singular bull. Just bull. Exclamation oh. point. Okay. Well, see, now I know it's why. Really now I know why there's diverse this is deb- reactions. This is a debate. What's the, what's the reaction? This is actually a good question. Yeah. Right I stand now, corrected. No, it's not. <laughs> Guys, forty-two point six percent say bull bull. Forty-two point three percent say bull 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 bull. <laughs> 8.3% say bull, bull, bull. 6.7% say bull. Isn't it interesting that two of them are trailing way behind? <laughs> yes, that there's a, a clear delineation. Yeah. Um, uh, Brando Commando says bull leave. I believe. Dirty Diana says bullightful. Bulltastic. Bullicious. All right. All right. I like what Vinny said earlier. Super Bowl. Hey. But then we'd See, have to call him. A, well, we'd have to resort to calling him in big game. In certain that, oh, yes, that's, that's right. Funny. Right. All right, let's get to our final question. I think we're going to skip uh, D-backs to get to some family trauma, which wasn't the intent of this question, I don't think, but that certainly is what it has become. Uh, Bick, at the very start of the show, you mentioned that your kids have gotten used to you taking them along on all of your vacations, yeah. and pretty soon that's not going to be the case. You yeah. and your wife have a trip planned. Um so they're about to learn. Yeah, they are learning, and they're not happy about it. My friend's kids who are going with us, it's the exact same thing. It's the spoiled children generation. That's fair. Yeah. So we're asking, what is something that you do for your kids now that your parents never did for you? And why? What, what led uh, you to know, that decision-making? Like, I would say um, go to their events. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you one more base level. Uh-huh. Um Tell them I love them. <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew my parents loved me. They just never said it. They just the word just never came out they of their mouth. I mean, my parents were both born in the mm-hmm. '30s. They were they, they were older generation. Uh, they came mm-hmm. from hard upbringings. It, it just they weren't they weren't touchy feely emotional people. Look, uh, how about how about this? Paying for their college, paying for their automobile. That's a big one. That's a big one. Certainly. Paying for everything. (laughs) (laughs) 
They're going to end up going on this cruise, aren't they? They're counting down there. Yes, they are. They're going to cause a stink. Yes, they are. They're going to buckle. So, Dan Buckley. You know me too well. You know me too well. Some of our listener responses, things they've done for their kids that their parents didn't do for them. Odin's son says, pay attention to them. Trunk says, try to teach them lessons instead of beating the lessons into them. That's definitely <laughs> That's a good generational one. Generational thing. Yes. That's very yeah. generational. Yeah. Tommy says, apparently it's trendy to financially support your adult children. Wow, wouldn't it have been nice to get that help yeah. starting out? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like it's like parents in this day and age is like, all right, it, I was good. I was spanked all the time, but it was good for me. I needed it. No, you didn't. No. You were just no, you scared didn't. out of your wits. Uh-huh. Sure's Joy says, my parents never attended my numerous sporting events. So, in turn, I went to every game of my three kids. Perhaps I took it a little too far when I never missed any of their practices either. They made me stop going to those when they entered high school. Uh, and then last one here, again from Oren. Where'd you go, Oren? Oh, shoot. I lost his tweet. Uh, but he said, um, guys, this is going to end up like Elmo's post on Twitter. Do you guys remember when that went viral? Elmo just posted like, how's everyone doing today? And the entire internet dumped on him. Like, yeah. we're poor. We're mad. Things are bad in life. Yeah, I could see that definitely going the same way. Yeah. And it did with our responses. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks to everyone for being vulnerable, though. Yes. We appreciate that. It's therapeutic. Absolutely. Arizona Sports. Oh! Breaking news. Now this is from uh, Shams Tarania from The Athletic. The NBA is nearing plans for Phoenix and the Suns to host the 2027 All-Star Weekend. Multiple sources tell me and Mike Vorkanoff. Wow! One year into new governor Matt Ishbia's ownership, Suns win an NBA All-Star bid. Phoenix Mercury will also host 2024 NBA All-Star. That's coming up in July, but that's the latest from Sean. Good. 2027 All-Star Weekend. Although we just came off of All-Star Weekend, will it still exist in 2027? <laughs> well, there you go. Or how will it exist well, in 2027? We're, we're so great. I mean, the time of year is just perfect for Delightful. people. To, oh, yeah, I think people would rather come here. come here than Indianapolis or... Definitely. Salt Lake City? Yes. I mean, if you're not a skier. Cleveland? Yeah. What? Matt Ishbia. Getting bleep. All he does done. is win, win, win. Uh, yeah, that's the latest. Coming up next, we'll talk some Diamondbacks baseball with our D-backs insider, Alex Weiner. Spickly Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The NFL Combine starts this week. So what players are we looking at the closest? We'll talk about it on the Burns and Gambo Show, and it starts. It's straight up 2 o'clock on Arizona Sports. It's a Monday edition of Bickley Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Spring training in full swing now with Cactus League games. D-backs in Mesa to take on the A's. Today we're going to be broadcasting live from uh, Salt River Fields on uh, Thursday nice. of this week. Bright and early or dark and early? That's good. As it were. Here to talk about D-backs with us, uh, our D-backs insider for ArizonaSports.com, Alex Weiner, for the first time in the 2024 season, joins us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Alex, how Alex. are you? Good morning. Uh, give us the uh, the early vibe of what you're getting from uh, the D-backs, the, the feel from the D-backs so far, Alex. Early vibe? Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, this is a team that's pretty comfortable with each other, and after the run last season, I think, you know, there's been an early theme of, you know, putting it aside, focusing on what's ahead versus, you know, appreciating what, you know, they were able to accomplish last year. So 
I think, you know, it's early in spring training. There's some, you know, excitement to see everybody and um, to get this thing going and, you know, prove that they can take it a step further. Now, we all, anybody who's covered the game for a while, you you know that pre or spring training only matters so much. Exhibition games only matter so much. What are the important matters of business, items of business for the Diamondbacks to get done this Cactus League season? Get through it without any injuries, I think, is uh, first and foremost on that list. But, um, yeah, you know, they, they also have a few competitions that they're going to be watching out for, and not every spring training outing necessarily is going to determine that. You know, they're going to see a lot more than what's shown at Salt River Fields on the on the field in front of the fans. But, yeah, I think, you know, looking at that fifth starter is going to be interesting. We've already gotten a glimpse of the competition uh, with these first three games. You know, Tommy Henry looks good. Ryan Nelson followed that with a good start, and then played Sconey yesterday looked pretty sharp and so i think you're looking for you know areas of growth little differences from the season past but um yeah you know it's 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 early and so there's certainly a lot of like things try to pick apart now but you know as soon as we get you know closer and closer to opening day i think just getting guys healthy and getting more in-game reps is going to be key alex weiner our guest here on the arizona sports line you, you mentioned the fifth starter competition we were discussing earlier the outfield competition with corbin carroll Obviously entrenched, Lourdes Goriel entrenched, Alec Thomas, his late season and postseason uh, performance certainly has him in center field. Then you add Randall Gritchick, you've got Jock Peterson in the outfield DH mix, and Jake McCarthy coming back from injury. What is, I mean, how do you view that shaking out? Uh, and I know it's early when you say that, and a lot of it depends on performance this spring, Alex, but that's a very interesting uh, position uh, to keep an eye on, in my opinion. Yeah, it's very deep. Um, and how many outfielders they choose to keep on the opening day roster is going to be, you know, a decision they have to make. If they keep six, that limits what they can do in the infield a little bit. If they keep five, then does that leave Jake McCarthy on the outside looking in, potentially starting in Reno? So um, those are going to be conversations had throughout spring. As far as, you know, positioning, you know, they have said they, they see it, or at least Tori has said that he sees Alec Thomas um, developing into an everyday type player. You know, Corbin Carroll's going to be in the lineup every day. Lord Escuriel will get mostly at-bats in left field. And then you have, you know, Peterson and Gritchick now joining in. You know, Gritchick is dealing with, you know, he had ankle surgery about a month ago, but it looks like he's going to be available on opening day. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how, you know, they plan on deploying, you know, everybody based on the matchups, but... Um, they have a lot more options, a lot more depth than they did at the, this point last year. All right, Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez, for Diamondbacks fans who maybe aren't familiar with him or haven't seen him, what do you what do you make of his integration, and what do you think he's going to provide as a number three starter here? Yeah, I mean, you know, in, already in the clubhouse, you can kind of see kind of him taking on a leadership role. Um, he's you know around a lot of younger guys at his locker. He, he wears the number fifty-seven, and so a lot of guys with the, the higher numbers are, are right next to him, and he's you know, pretty much always having conversations with them. I talked to Christian Mena the other day and, you know, he mentioned like working with Erod every day. So I think as a veteran presence, he's definitely adding um, some value there. And then, you know, on the mound, he's coming off of a, a strong season. We'll, we'll see whether he's the number two or the number three. Ultimately, you know, um, it's kind of picking nits as far as where exactly to put him in the rotation. But, um, but yeah, this is, this is a guy who has been, you know, professional outscatter for, for years now. He already has, familiarity with Tory and with Mike Hazen. And so, you know, they are making a pretty significant investment in him being, you know, a quality top end rotation guy for the foreseeable future. Chris, 
Uh, Alex Weiner, our guest here, <laughs> covers uh, the Diamondbacks for us at ArizonaSports.com. I got ahead of myself. I was going to ask you a question about Christian Menick because you yeah. you mentioned him. Uh, comes over in the trade from Chicago. Has been opening eyes early. Young right-hander. What have you seen uh, and uh, and learned about Christian Menick so far early? And and do you think um, you know his trajectory is major leagues this year, Alex? Yeah, I mean, he already made AAA last year, and he's only 21 years old, so. Um, a quick rise to the ranks in, in Chicago. He's he said he his fastball is harder, and he's feeling a little bit more confident in his command this year, which is going to be big for him um, to limit the walks a little bit. But you know, he's he's a guy who has been striking out ten, eleven guys per nine innings in the minor leagues, and um, a really good curveball too. So yeah, it seems like he's behind a few guys in that competition for the fifth starter at least right now. But um, somebody that they hoped could you know work his way into being in the mix for major league innings this season, um, which, you know, he's only 21. He's going to be pretty young to be able to do that. And so it uh, says a lot about his rise. What do you think about the state of the bullpen? Yeah, it's the one area they really didn't touch uh, much this off season, like at all, but they're returning essentially everybody and, you know, getting Scott McGuff healthy gives them another option. You know, we'll see what, you know, Justin Martinez eventually develops into as the season progresses. So, you know, even beyond the pitchers who, you know, were there uh, in October pitching for them out of the bullpen, they'll have a little bit more depth there already. And you never know with the starting rotation, you know, there could be somebody who doesn't get that fifth spot whom they believe is, you know, the 13th or 12th best pitcher on the roster and they put him in the bullpen. They, they did that last year with Dre Jamison to start off the season. And so that could be an option as well. So, yeah, it's, you know, it seems strange that, you know, the Diamondbacks haven't really addressed bullpen considering the last few off seasons, but um, they feel that it's it was an area of strength and they were able to kind of focus on other spots of need on the roster. And, you know, they have some depth with some younger guys there too. We'll save the uh, biggest topic for last as Alex Weiner talks Diamondbacks baseball with us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. We had Brandon Fott on uh, a while back, and I asked him about the grumbling about the new uniforms. And <laughs> since then, we've had the see-through pants uh, uh-huh. whole controversy. Have you been able – and Brandon was like, I don't care. I'll wear anything. I'm I'm just glad to be in the major leagues. I don't want to go back to Reno. Um, uh, have you heard any complaints? It seems like most of the complaining from uh, major leaguers is coming from outside of Arizona. Yeah, have you heard anybody complaining? Uh, not a whole lot in this clubhouse, but yeah, obviously it's impossible to ignore it around the league. But um, yeah, I, I think in this clubhouse, I really haven't heard much gripes with how the uniforms feel or the pants. I mean, I, I've seen pictures of the see-through pants on other players, but I haven't noticed it on these players. So uh, I suppose that's a positive. Um, the lettering is a little smaller, but it's, it's, I don't see it as noticeable on these jerseys. Maybe it's because the teal pops so much. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like as far as the uniform controversy, the Diamondbacks got off a little bit easier than some of the other teams. It's it's going to be fine until one of the networks has <laughs> uh-huh. to pixelate something on a telecast, uh-huh. and then we're going to have a big storm. <laughs> Alex, thanks for the time and the insight today. We appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Alex Weiner covers the D-backs for us at ArizonaSports.com. He joined us on the Arizona Sports Line. Coming up next, we will hand out some Monday hardware. First time in a while we're doing that. Big Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. 
We are going to ArizonaSports.com. Lots of good stuff there well, right now. Let me get my shoes on. Oh, please. <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. skipping the scouting combine. We've got some ASU football recruiting news, the latest on the Coyotes, and of course the Suns, in addition to our latest poll question on ArizonaSports.com. Guys, who will win the Diamondbacks' number five starter job? Ooh. There are four options for you to vote on. All right. Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson, Slade Ciccone, all of whom we saw yesterday, or other. Who's going to be the number five starter this year? I'm going to pick up my dart. Ha. I'm going to throw it. Yes. I'm going to land on Tommy Henry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tommy Henry, give another lefty in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, okay. let's go there. Two out of the five. Yeah, let's yeah. go there. All right. 42% of our voters also believe Tommy Henry will be the number five guy. It just refreshed. Let me vote again. Okay, 42% say Tommy Henry. 32% say Ryan Nelson. 19% are going for Slade Ciccone. 6% say somebody else. They have options. How nice. They do have options. Tommy Henry, exclusively a starter, too, for the most part, Mm -hmm. uh, at the major league level. So, Mm -hmm. got that going for him, which is nice. nice. Uh, That's today's Anderson Ford poll question. I just love we just do that in stride now. Uh, you can vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. and Murata Mornings. Handing out the hardware. Hardware. We hand out awards on Monday mornings. Certainly not as glitzy as the SAG awards from last night. Although, Jarrett is wearing the same outfit that Brie Larson wore. I was supposed to do the Margot Robbie thing, but I couldn't get my puffy pink uh, thing. It is award season. It's brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Yeah, as Sarah said earlier, Jared kind of switched over to his spring wardrobe. Yeah, he, he did. He sure did. The pastels, He's the florals. Pink, pink socks and blue oh, shoes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, good eyes, Vinny. Yeah. Who wants to go first? The first award, Vinny, is the Hold My Beer Pickleball Award, and I'm giving it to a sport called American Ice Football. What? Know if you've seen this. This is broadcast I in just... Germany before the Super Bowl. It's dudes playing football in an ice rink without skates. Yes. And what? and and people who watch it call it strangely addictive. One 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 viewer said, "This looks like the NFL in 1929." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the public is clamoring for. Right. I did see a very short clip of this. It's hysterical. It's funny to see yeah, guys like running down the uh-huh. side <laughs> trying to stay up. Yeah. It's very <laughs> Very funny. But it was on in Germany. I didn't know it was a German yeah. thing. It was a German invention. I can't. Yeah. I, Sounds about right. They innovate everything over there in Germany. They're number one in innovation. I can't wait for this to show up on the Ocho <laughs> in <laughs> August. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my first... <laughs> That's not on the Ocho. It's on the Nine. <laughs> <laughs> clever, clever. Well done. Uh, my first award is the I Can Totally Relate to That Award. I'm giving it to Tim Meza, the pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, who apparently finished dead last in the Blue Jays Fantasy Football League, despite having Tyreek Hill on his roster. So like many fantasy football leagues, not only do you get rewarded for winning the league, you get punished for losing the league, and Meza finished last, and he paid that off on Sunday. He was the Blue Jays' bat boy for the first three innings of their Grapefruit League game against the Phillies. And not only the shame of being out there as a major leaguer grabbing teammates' bats, but they changed his uniform number, too. 
his normal uniform number 58 was replaced by 4-10, meaning 4-10, and 10, his record in the fantasy Ooh. football league. That's pretty good, actually. Ouch, As somebody who uh, got followed around by an evil clown while wearing U of A clothing, I can certainly relate to Tim Mesa. Which part was scarier for you, Vince? Oh, definitely the clothing. <laughs> Those were the days, huh? The evil clown was actually kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bickley got such a kick out I of it. I did. It was that during commercial breaks, I was making small talk with just the to evil try to, clown. Right, just trying to mitigate the weirdness and the fear. It was fantastic. It was great. I really did have a good time. That with was that. before my time. I was uh, too bad. I, could, I need to bring back the the punishments for the bracket this year, maybe. Or no, I'm good. Okay, no, I'm good. As somebody who's paid two of those punishments, I'm good. All okay. set. Yeah. Uh, my first award is the okay. Maybe he is Superman Award, and that goes to Cam Newton. I don't know if you guys saw this video from a youth event he was at mm-hmm. over the weekend, but he was seemingly jumped by three other guys and who tried to attack him. He then fought all of them off by himself quite easily for about a minute until the security intervened. Mm. You did you did not hit on the best part of this story. Oh, he was also wearing a Wicked Witch of the West hat I, I at the time. Don't, I don't... Like Cam Newton's hats are ridiculous. I didn't think they could look more yes. ridiculous until I saw this video of him fighting while wearing this ridiculous And the hat didn't I, move. I could not stop laughing. Yes. The it was stayed on. Wicked Witch of the West. That's exactly yeah. what I thought it was. Yep. Wow. I have to go see this video. Goodness. All right. This is the Threes a Crowd Award, and it goes to NASCAR drivers Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch, and Daniel Suarez. The three of them were all part of a photo finish yesterday at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Daniel Suarez ended up with the win. He beat out Ryan Blaney by point zero zero three seconds. Wow. He beat out Kyle Busch by point zero zero seven seconds. After That's a close. 400 mile race. That's pretty that close. It. Apparently, the finish looked identical to a scene from the movie Cars, so the memes uh, have been really fun today. Lightning McQueen. Et cetera. Um, yes. yeah. I guess that's a much, that's probably the ending they were hoping for at Daytona instead of having one under caution. Could take that. Right. My last award is the Race to the Bottom Award. I'm giving it to our guy, Clue Haywood. Oh, no. Who over the weekend visited all 26 casinos in Arizona in 47 and a half hours. There was only one person for that job, and it was Clue Haywood. Went with a uh, a very famous writer who's going to actually put pen to paper about the trip. How did I miss this? Hunter S. Thompson Jr.? Yeah, kind of. 26 casinos in 47 and a half hours. Toured yeah. the whole state. He has a fun little thread about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I got and about three quarters of the way in, you could tell he was like, really like, this was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he has no one to blame but himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my last award is the Welcome to the Ump Show Award. Happened right here in town at GCU, taking on Nebraska over the weekend at Brazel oh, Field. Okay. Uh, Nebraska led 8-4 in the fifth inning when GCU's Tyler Wilson jacked a game-tying grand slam to right. As the ball's on its way out of the ballpark, Wilson made up his way the first baseline trying to check to see if it's going to go. He was admiring it a little bit. Cleared the fence, he flipped his bat. Rounds the bases, touches home plate. Umpire Jason Rogers ejected him from the game for a bat flip on a grand slam that tied the ball game. 
Nebraska went on to win 10-8. I know you love bat flips, but you, you hate the... Uh, That's brutal. The ump show that follows yes. the bat flips, mm-hmm. but that was pretty brutal. A lot of people were upset about it. We're running late. I cede my time to Sarah. All right. This is the um, who's going to play quarterback then award. It goes to Russell Wilson. Did you guys see what he said on the I Am Athlete yeah, podcast with Brandon Marshall? Talking about his future in the NFL. He said, for me, it's about winning over the next two years. I want to win two Super Bowls. I want to feel the chill of that trophy again. If he wants to win two Super Bowls in two years, who's going to be playing quarterback in his place? Oh, that's what I want to know. Well, it's quite clear. He would be it would be Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson would be the backup Third in stringer? Kansas City. Okay. Yeah. Got it. There's also reports he's willing to take the veterans minimum to start somewhere. Somebody'll take him up on it. Well, he's already getting paid by the Broncos. He's not he's not the worst option out there. But man, you want to talk about a guy who's luster luster has Some been people lost. think he's going to end up in Pittsburgh. I've seen a lot of those reports too. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There's hardware. It's brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with Revitalize. Proud nutrition partner of the Phoenix Suns and home of the Bickley and Murata Revolution. Some final thoughts on this Monday next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata. Song of the day. I think for the first time ever. Jared, what kind of dance are you doing? Jared Carlin dance. Looks like Thriller. Bowling for Soup. Oh, well, of course he's dancing to Bowling for Soup. Jared's favorite band. We're playing Bowling for Soup because 12 years ago today, Pete Weber delivered the best bowling moment of all time. The strike and the celebration when he screamed out, Who do you think you are? I am! <laughs> it just came up on the show a couple weeks ago. Yes, and I we watched did that, a whole segment about I it. I watched it's, that video again. and I it, It's fantastic. Yeah, I laughed like I wa- laughed watching uh, Cam Newton fight with that hat on. <laughs> he and Patrick Mahomes, that was the segment. Yes, that's right. Very Pro, similar people. A Super Bowl or Super, super Bowl or Super Bowler. That was it. Right. Super Bowl or that's Super Bowler. That's what it was. That's what it was. So the song's about bowling or by bowling mm-hmm. bands or there's a 2012 U.S. Open. I think there's a band called the Winnetka Bowling League, I think. <laughs> Popped up on my Apple Music once. Wow. It's only the second greatest uh, second greatest moment in bowling, by the way. What's the oh. first? The first is oh, when... I, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah it's, this is something out of Kingpin, right? When Big Earn the Kraken <laughs> that, won that. the Reno Open, and it was finally above the law. Mm. You've seen Kingpin, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, it's great movie. Great movie. Second best bit. bowling movie ever. No, nope. what's, what's the first? No. Nope. In my opinion. Yeah. Big Lebowski. Okay. Big Lebowski's great. Different kind of a movie. Uh, anyway, Bowling for Soup, 1985. One of their big hits. Or semi-big hits. Today's song of the day. <laughs> Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid.
brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Yeah, during the uh, show today, got a little breaking news. First time we played the breaking news sounder yeah. in quite some time. Shams Jarania from The Athletic reporting that the, um, the Matt Ishbia ownership group with the Suns able to land All-Star Weekend from the NBA in Phoenix at Footprint Center in 2027, which is a bit of a surprise, quite mm. honestly. And I know it's not the same arena it always has been, but NBA All-Star Weekend normally gravitates to gravitates toward the brand new sites uh, for yeah. arenas. Yeah. It's been a while, though. It'll have 90, been more than... 95, I think, was a lot. No, no, no. No, no they no, had the, no. Shack, That's the right. Shack one. That was... Uh, so this will be the fourth time NBA All-Star Weekend is in Phoenix. They did it in uh, 75, 95, and 2009. Oh, wow. That's longer than I thought. 15 years ago. So uh, watch it be the first year where there's no game. <laughs> After us all, you know, talking about how bad right. this one was. But that means uh-huh. you'd have to get through 25 and 26. And... Look, the reaction and the way it, it's going, yeah, well, it's the way it's I going. Know. They'll probably try something new the next two years, like switch it up somehow to make it better. Right. Well, we'll I think see. that's part of the disappointment is they went away from the goofy player draft thing. They went back to East versus West. They got rid of the Elam ending, went to a more traditional game. And what we saw was, I mean, when Adam Silver himself gets on the podium and says, well, you scored the most points. I guess here, you win. Yeah, here I guess you go. I guess you're the winner. I thought people liked the Elam ending. I thought it made the fourth quarter at least interesting to, to it more did. so. I, I think they did it three or four years. And the first time they did it, it was tremendous basketball. Like, like nothing I had ever seen in an all-star game before, mm-hmm. and it didn't work the other years. Yeah. I, I, the thing that I remember the last time the all-star game was here, spending a lot of time downtown, you're going to real people will realize just how tall basketball players are. Oh, yeah. Because all the old-timers come in, then there's younger, and it's just tall people walking everywhere, and you're like, man, wow. It's amazing that you say that, because, you know, walking around, like, before games in the bowels of Footprint Center... Mm-hmm. You, you see players from both teams all the time, and you run into just like a run-of-the-mill six-nine player, right? Which I mean, that's average in the NBA. Uh-huh. And you're like, goodness gracious! Right. Also, the last time it was in Phoenix, I believe it was either the first or the last ever time they played horse, which everyone wanted forever. And then when it happened, it was nobody nobody really cared yeah. about it. But do you remember who won? I don't. No, I believe it was Kevin Durant. Really? An OKC Kevin Durant. 2009, yeah, he oh. still would have been an OKC. Wow. During that, like, three amigos Now, the question, phase. I'm often wrong about almost everything, especially stuff I try <laughs> to think noticed. of on the fly. We've noticed. So well, let's find out. Double check that. Who did you say was a, a dead or alive? Who was alive? Yeah, I that's where your batting average is really bad. <laughs> but they might be dead by now. <laughs> by the, that's a game I would be terrible at. It's a really morbid game to play. Mm-hmm. Dead or alive celebrities, I'd be terrible at it. Especially so ones that are like yeah. out of the public view for a long time, like uh-huh. Gene Hackman. Hackman? You're a Hackman. He's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah. yeah. He just hasn't done any movies in a really long time. Yeah. Did we get an answer on the horse competition? 
He was correct. Wow! In 2009? And 2010, actually. I have no recollection of horse Isn't that at something? the All-Star Weekend at all. Do you remember how many years people said, oh man, they should put horse until All-Star Weekend, and then it happened twice, nobody cared, and then it went away, and that was it, and nobody remembers it. All right, here's a question for you, Bic. Yeah. The superior pickup or playground basketball game. Was it Around the World or Horse? I loved Around the World. I loved yeah. Around the World, too. Because there was that element of, okay, do I keep going or do I stick where I am? Because if you miss a second time, you got to go back to the start. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I, yeah. uh, around the World's cool. No bump-out fans Yeah, there? 21, as 20, we called it. Uh, tw- I called it 21. 21 was the... The best of all of them. Yeah. I was never a horse fan because even I was like, this is stupid. And wasn't there a Hawaiian style 21 where you played with multiple people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I never, three played. People I don't know it was Hawaiian three. style. That's at least that's what we call I don't know why. Oh, we used to play 21 with groups of people. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just every, every player for, yeah, I don't, for I don't himself. know. Growing up, that's just, that's what it was tagged. Really? Did you wear a hula skirt? Hawaiian style. <laughs> did you eat poi? Kalu- it was like a Kahlua pork, pork version That's of right. 21. That's what it was. Thanks. That's delicious. What do you uh, think of that, by the oh, way? Kahlua I could, pork? I could eat that <laughs> three times a day, every day. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy Johnson and Alex Weiner. We'll see you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke up next.